What's up and welcome to the Live Your Personal Best podcast. This is the place where I help current and former athletes like you to show up confidently in the gym and in life. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, a former Division I athlete and author of Elite to Everyday Athlete. I'm going to show you how to stay motivated in reaching your goals and how to have more fun doing it. So let's sweat it out and start living your personal best. Hey guys, today we are joined by Chef Joe Gatto, who's an author and host of the cooking show, Joe Gatto's From Scratch, which is currently airing on Pluto TV and Roku. He's a renowned private chef to A-list clients, including Celtics and Red Sox players, and he's best known for his ability to bring people together with cooking by making it accessible, fun, and highly memorable, which he's on to talk with us about today. Joe, welcome to the show. Woohoo! Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be a good time. I mean, we're both Bostonians, so how can't we have a good time? I know. I loved reading your background. I'm like, oh, he's probably, you know, talked with all the athletes that I grew up watching and still watch on TV. And I'd love to know a little bit about how you got started, either like becoming a chef, starting it all from scratch. Like, how did this happen? Sure. I mean, started a while back, but, you know, my whole thing is that's what I'm known for. So, you know, if, if your audience doesn't know me, I'm Chef Joe Gatto. Um, I'm a private chef, and but I also have a TV show. I have a radio show on NPR. I'm known for making everything from scratch. So I hand forge my own knives, pull water out of the Atlantic and make salt, uh, make my own charcoal, milk cows, make butter and cheese. Like, And that's what I love to do. I love feeding people. I love bringing people together. That's my favorite part about food is how it brings people together. I just... You don't have to speak the same language. Religion goes out the window. It's just sitting, enjoying a meal can create just a great connection. And so I started, I actually was a filmmaker first. I, I lived in LA and worked in the film industry, writing and directing. And I did that all through my 20s. I moved to California when I was 20. And I started off just doing classes from scratch classes because a bunch of my friends were like, I don't know how to make anything. And I'm like, well, I can help you make something. So we start off simple, like we did like chicken piccata and things like that and showing people how to make rice like really well, showing people how to saute mushrooms the right way, right? So they're not like slimy, like just really simple tips and it just kind of caught on. And next thing I know, a company had hired me to teach like classes out of their place and I did that. And then a woman came in and took a class and she had her own private chef business and she came up to me after class and she said, you know, your food is absolutely phenomenal. And I was like, oh, thanks. And so she ended up hiring me for her company as a private chef. Six months after that, I bought the company from her once I figured out how it ran and I kind of changed it to A-listers. And one of the first people that reached out was a, a Red Sox player and I got that. And then all of a sudden other athletes started hearing about me and I started cooking for them. And then the NBA heard about me and started cooking for them. And then we did a pilot for a TV show and that got picked up for an entire season. So I wrote a whole season of that we shot that. And then that got picked up by Pluto and went national and it just kept growing. I haven't changed what I do in the, in the least bit. You know, the core is always the same. It's family and food. I love how you talk about food, too. You're mentioning it was like, oh, it brings the community together and it's an art. 
And then you went on and where you're like, oh, I was a private chef for athletes who you probably wouldn't think is like the same clientele as like thinking about food as that. So how did you find it was like working for athletes or what's different about, you know, maybe cooking for an athletic mindset versus the general public? Well, athletic mindsets, it's always like, you know, dealing with the Red Sox and things like that. Their diet has to be very specific. The team wants them to bulk up, slim down, eat better, because what the younger athletes typically don't come from um, where they're eating super healthy. I mean, none of us are when we're younger, right? None of us are really that health conscious. I mean, especially my generation, but you start getting that health conscious, you know, in your mid 20s. And for athletes, I mean, you're a former athlete, so you know, right? The fuel is super important for the body, but you don't always concentrate on that. So having an expert in that field really helps. And I love cooking from scratch. So that really helped us just as we're molding everything, really understand what they were looking for and what they needed, you know, lean proteins, you know, just what, if it's a day of practice, are we carving up those kinds of things where we can have conversations and it is a different type of cooking, but it's still the same thing. I mean, when these athletes that I connect with, it's still a personal connection. We have to trust each other and like each other, but then building out their food, it's just another version of what I do as opposed to my other clients, you know, who have multiple kids and they're, you know, they're looking for dinners during the week. And I've had them, I've had one client because I only have one client that I do on Mondays. Um, just because my schedule is so crazy now. But um, I've had them for seven years. So, you know, cooking for them and their, fam- and their family, it's different, but it's kind of the same thing. You're really just, you're taking care of somebody and you're, ex- for me, it's explaining why we're cooking this, not just here, eat this. Yeah, that's interesting. And then I think that kind of like relates back to your message of the from scratch you're like you need to know where like everything is coming from um so is that kind of what led you to the from scratch idea of like knowing where all those things were coming from yeah I just got fascinated by like even now I still you know I grind all my own flour you know just like I do all of that at the house just for our meals because what happened was I just it was kind of Pandora's box Right. It's I'm making I want to make the best BLT ever. That's actually how that was kind of the first ones free when I made a BLT. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll go to Wilson's farm to to their farm and I'll get the lettuce and tomato super fresh because I know, you know, I know the Wilson's so we can get it super fresh and I'll make the bread. You know, and I'll grind the flour. I'll make a sriracha mayo. And then it was like, well, I should make the sriracha if I'm going that far. And then I should make the mayo. Geez, I should probably make the bacon. Right. And then it's like, how do you make bacon? And now next, the next thing you know, I'm breaking down a whole pig. Right. And like, and then it just, like I said, it opened up Pandora's box of where I started getting super fascinated by the process to make everything of just how far can you take it? And how far when you take it, does it matter in flavor? And so when I made this BLT, you can see it on my Instagram at Chef Joe Gatto. If you want to follow a fun food journey, we do everything. And now my kids, 
I passed that on to my daughter and I, which is on my IG, we just made chocolate from scratch, which if you haven't seen, it comes in the giant cacao pods and then you crack it open and it's like this weird alien looking creature inside and you have to ferment it and do all this fun stuff. But it's that journey to really understand food and slow it down. And at the end of the day, the flavor was so much better. It was so superior that it didn't even seem like the same food. So once that started happening, I really just started digging in. I'm like, I bet you I could make everything this way. And then it's like, well, how do you make a knife from scratch? How do you make salt? Right. Just all these questions started coming up. And then my wife, who I met, as she produced a feature I was directing. She said, you know, you should do a TV show like Emerald. And that was it. I wrote I wrote my first episode, I think, in a week. And because I had the film and TV background. So I know I knew how to write. I knew how to produce. I knew how to put together a crew. I knew the size of crew, what we could shoot on. That was all second nature to me. So it just came together for that. And then we just had to figure out how do you make from scratch in a half hour? Well, 23 minutes is really what a half hour show is. So in 23 minutes and make it interesting. And then it just it just kept going. We were like, oh, we could... Why don't I milk cows and make cheese? Like just all these friggin' crazy ideas. And that's what we did. And the journey and the people I met along the way became such a huge part of my life. And my kids were doing it with me. My wife was producing it. So again, it was all encompassing of family and food. And everyone I met on the journey, all these farmers and artisans, they were all the same way. They all had that same thing that they wanted to share their story. And it was really like the guy, Bob Wells, who made charcoal from scratch. He was making tons of charcoal at once. And he was taking the extraneous like energy from burning coal and fueling his farm. Like that's amazing. I was, I was just fascinated by what these people were doing and the ingenuity behind it and the passion. And then it just kept going for me food wise. Like every time I, Turn around, we're doing something, you know, just trying to bring it even further, go further, see how far I can take it. Yeah, I love that. In my head, I was like, I don't think I do that much from scratch. But as you're talking about your own story, I was thinking of like my go to meal is pasta. And even like I switched recently from, you know, just like the store bought pasta to then still bought at the store, but the fresh pasta. Right. I'm like, how does that taste different? And then I started making my own sauce. And then it kind of is hard now to make that switch back because I'm like, if I know my own taste preference, now I know how to make something exactly how I want it. And you don't even care about maybe that extra step. Right. Right. You're you're learning what it's you're learning the base and you, then you're learning that you can customize it however you want because my daughters love pasta that i mean that and we just made my daughter just today's her birthday she turns five today and her party was on saturday and she wanted rainbow colored pasta so we broke out the you know that we we made rainbow colored pasta we made all different colors of the rainbow and all her friends were like what and it was just super fun, but she knew how to do it. She knew, she's like, now we take the flour, now we crack the eggs in, now we do this. Like, she just, I was so happy to know that my kids are like you. They're just 
they enjoy that part of it and they started they really understand that knowing what's in your food is pretty damn important and stay away from like mcdonald's and stuff my kids boo mcdonald's when we drive by there you go now you know how you raise them right <laughs> i would love to circle back to something that kind of shocked me that you said about how these tv segments that you do are only 23 minutes so you can somehow fit in making something from scratch in 23 minutes. Yeah. I would love to hear, like, do you have tips for how to do time saving in the kitchen? Or is it all about prep beforehand? Like, how do you do stuff so quickly? I mean, a lot of, and TV, don't ever judge time real time by TV. TV's all fake. Um, <laughs> it takes us like six days to make one minute. But if you're trying to do things in the kitchen and you want to start eating better and making your own things, it's definitely prep. You know, like Sunday, prepping things out, chopping vegetables, prepping your proteins. So during the week when you are busy, you have a bag of vegetables that are already cut. You're throwing them on a sheet pan at 400 and roasting them for 30 to 45 minutes, depending on what they are. And you have these great roasted vegetables and then you can put a chicken breast on top of it, but you've marinated it or made a chimichurri that it's in. Like all of these things. So after teaching and just being a private chef for so long, I learned what people like struggle with. And it's always they get home at 530 and they want a good meal, but they want to eat by six. And there's no way they can do the chopping, the sauteing. All of that just becomes this too. It becomes a pressure situation especially when there's kids and things like that. But even for a single person, it's just really hard to do. So if you have those vegetables done, or if you have a crock pot that you've already put it in, like all that prep that you've done on Sunday, you've taken an hour and a half, which I mean, I enjoy that kind of time where it's just listening to the radio and just chopping and prepping. And then it also gives you the time to come up with a th couple things you want to eat during the week. Instead of going to the grocery store last second and trying to pick some things that you don't even end up using, you can look through, you know, any of the sites, Food Network, Recipe.com, anything like that. Pick out a couple dishes you want to make, shop for them on Sunday, prep it out, and then your week goes really easy. And I guarantee it sounds like it's a lot of work, but it's not. And you'll feel way better. You'll sleep better. You'll look better. Right. You just have better energy when you're eating like that. So it's definitely like anything in life. The more prep you do, the better it's going to go off. That holds true in everything I do for sure. And then in terms of like cooking stuff from scratch, is this like you're still just going to regular grocery stores to kind of get your stuff? Or like what does that process look like when trying to kind of take it like one step earlier? I mean, yeah, I mean, some of it you can get from Whole Foods, right? Some of it. So, like, I mean, whole, a great example is tacos, right? We love tacos here. My, I have a place in Tulum in Mexico. So me and the fam love going down there. And tacos are, like, that's that's it there, right? That's, like, the, the and it's, like, my favorite food in the world. So we match up really well. But making tortillas from scratch... You can get the masa to make fresh corn tortillas. Store-bought corn tortillas are crap, and they taste like crap. Fresh corn tortillas are like God. They're unbelievable. They're so good. Or fresh flour tortillas. Super easy to make, but those are things you can get at Whole Foods. 
and it's one extra step to make the tortillas. We do a, like I do classes around Boston with all the resident hotels, right? All down, like where you are, Fenway, Seaport, everything. We just did a sushi one last night. And we do a taco one where people make the tortillas and they, it's every single time we do that class because it takes maybe a minute to make the dough, two minutes to make the dough. And then you're just making little balls, rolling them out and putting them in a dry pan. And every single time we do that class for 15 years, everyone goes, oh my God, these are so good. This isn't like store, but wow. Right. And all, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay. So this does make a huge difference. If something's bagged and can stay in a bag on a shelf for a month, what's in that? Because I make tortillas fresh and in a day they start to get a little stale. So what are in these tortillas you're eating, right? It's all things you just have to kind of take a question and realize that, yeah, is it going to take me 15 minutes, 20 minutes to make tortillas? Yep. Is it going to be a million times better? Yeah, it is. It's going to taste better. It's going to make you happier. And it's kind of a cool thing to do. So, yeah, I mean... Most of the things you can get from a grocery store, some of the things like you can, you know, hand forging knives, making charcoal, you know, I, I pull fresh mozzarella. Those are, those are a little more advanced, but it's nothing that with a class or something like that, that you can't learn to do, but those are more time consuming and it's not for everybody. But when you grind the flour and make your dough 72 hours before you make your pizza and then pull fresh mozzarella when you pull that thing out of the oven yeah it's a big difference. you're gonna notice the difference it's a, <laughs> right when everyone in the room just goes dead quiet <laughs> and it's just sitting there and all you can hear is the crunch yeah it it does make a huge difference is it a little more work yeah it is but things that are a little more work they're worthwhile and i'm a big believer in that i'd rather take the extra time and have it be something that I'm really, that I really want than sitting there and just buying something for convenience. Yeah. You uh, kind of blew my mind there though with the story, because I guess I never thought about how tortillas are made. And then you were telling me, you know, it's like this simple thing that takes a minute to make the dough and then you roll it into these little balls. And it wasn't like this like huge complicated thing that you needed all these extra stuff for. I just had never thought about it. So I think that, you know, personally, and I'm sure like a listener can relate, it's a lot of them I don't make from scratch, maybe because I just don't, I've never thought about how, and even just teaching myself, it might just be easier than I would have guessed. Absolutely. I And that, I guarantee that's like 90% of the things. And that's why we do these from scratch classes all around Boston. And I mean, we do them constantly. I mean, I'm, I'm so busy it's ridiculous because once people get a taste of doing something from scratch oh wait a second is it all like this can i do can i do this and next thing you know i'm getting so many messages from people taking pictures of the dough they just made the tortillas they just made the sushi they just made the dumplings they just made and they're like we did it all we did it all and there's just a lot of pride behind that and a lot of satisfaction. And especially when you shove it in your pie hole and it's super good, right? 
Like it is so many of these things are super making pizza dough is something you should just do it. The pizza dough you get at the store is it's, I don't even know if you call it pizza dough. Like when you make it at home and you let it ferment, you know, you you're doing it. So it takes 48 hours, 72 hours and you make that pizza. It's worth it. I mean, I know there's a lot of convenience now and there was a lot of convenience when I was growing up too. It's not just, I know people always say, oh, the younger generation, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't buy that at all. Every generation has people that do it. Every generation has people that don't do it. I don't think one generation, I think the older generation just was friggin' grumpy, you know, and I'm not, <laughs> I love the younger generation. I love, you know, all, my kids are, five 10 and 13 i and i'm with all the classes i teach are 20 and 30 year olds they're all in the resident hotels all all everywhere and it's not the generation it's just all you have to do is just be introduced to it and people will find that they really take to it and they say oh wow this is something i do enjoy doing right because i saw you perk up the minute it was like tortillas, wait a second, I could probably do that. And I have a feeling there might be a, a Google search in your future. Oh, definitely. It, I love how you put that there. You know, like it's manageable and it's just being introduced to it. And then once you're introduced to it, it's not like this crazy, like unknown anymore of like, oh, I need to be a chef to do that. You can like teach yourself the skills. That I, you and I are definitely simpatico here because that is so true you don't need to be a chef to do any of it all this all it is is that i do it for a living i do it 24 7 that's because i'm a chef but it doesn't mean i i'm not a big hide that don't show people that i want everyone to know how to do everything because it doesn't it just makes people just really enjoy it more and in and the gets back to the family and food. If you're making tortillas and you're doing it with your family, it's friggin' fun. Watching my kids like rolling out tortillas and we're just sitting there and they got flour on them. And then my 10-year-old is actually cooking them all and she's got open flame and and she's confident. I love that. And you guys can do anyone any age can you can start now. You could start making tortillas tomorrow or today and you're like, oh, wow, I'm never going to go back to the store-bought ones. These were so easy. And you're making them fresh, right? And it's and you have someone over and you're just rolling it out together, having a glass of wine, listening to the radio. It's just those. One of the things that I love to tell people and that I, I always try to do, I'm not the best at it, but is whole really just enjoy the moment. Because the world's just busy, right? I'm busy, you're busy. And it's always, I just need to get to this goal. I just want to get to this goal, right? It's always the carrot. It's always, I got to get here. I have to get here. And you forget to enjoy here right now. And those little things like making tortillas and enjoying the person you're with and then enjoying the meal instead of, I just got to get these tortillas, throw something on it and eat it. It just, it's more sad. It's more soul satisfying. You know, that's definitely a big part of it for me. Yeah. 
I love that. And that would be a great spot to leave us at. But I do have two quick questions for you. Yes. So besides for tortillas, besides for pizza dough, what would be your first suggestion on an easy from scratch recipe for someone to make? Oh, I think definitely try to make pasta at home. Pasta is just something it it takes a minute to put that dough together. And if you have to do it even by hand, just stirring the eggs in, it'll take you maybe five, 10 minutes and then rolling it out, making pasta at home. I call, I call it the gateway drug for from scratch cooking, because once you do that, you can't go back. You can't ever eat like box. Like you're like, wait, this, they're not even the same food. So I would definitely say making pasta at home and then making like, um, I have a pistachio pesto recipe making like a pesto with homemade pasta. Once you do that, it will, it's not, neither of those things are very difficult, but it's something people typically don't ever do at home. And you just need a pasta roller. They're like, kind of like 30 bucks or something like that. And that's something that you have forever and you can just make pasta whenever you want. So I would say if I had to choose something to start with, definitely choose pasta. I will add that to the list. Absolutely. And if you need a recipe, just hit me up on Instagram or anything like that. DM me. I'll I'll shoot you my recipes. Perfect. And then the last quick question is, I know you don't necessarily need a lot of special equipment for a lot of things, but if there was one kitchen appliance that you had to choose that makes your life so much easier in the kitchen, that should be a go-to for everyone. What do you recommend? I'll give you a couple part answer here. First off, one good kitchen knife. You don't need a block of knives. One good like chef knife. We'll do everything. You don't need a huge block of 9 million knives. You'll never use them, right? Just get a nice like eight inch chef knife. Super important in the kitchen. A good solid cutting board, never glass, right? Bamboo preferably, right? I run into people that have glass cutting boards all the time. Just if you have one and you're listening, throw it away. And for me, I could not live without my stand mixer and my food processor. I need both. I, the, I use those things 24-7. So if you're starting to build out a kitchen and you're a big cook at home, feel free to like reach out with me to me on, on Instagram. And I would definitely start with a food processor, a good 14-cup food processor, and like a, gr- a really good you know, KitchenAid stand mixer. That will last you a lifetime. Those are both invaluable as you move forward as you're cooking. Awesome. I am moving soon and getting a new kitchen. So that was a selfish question of I need to know what to get. (laughs) So thank you so much. Where can people find you, take your classes, all of that? Yeah, just go uh, at Chef Joe Gatto on Instagram. Follow me away. Shoot me any questions. Comment. We have. I put tons of food up. You can see classes and just... There are always tons of video because of my film background. It's always, it's a fun little thing to follow. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, do me a favor and take a screenshot right now and post it on your Instagram story. You can tag me at live your personal best, at live your personal best. Come say hi, come say what's up. I would love to connect with you and this would help support me to continue bringing you free content. Thanks and see you next time.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.